Think of all sorts of things. Hey, mom, <laughs> feel the piece. No, my roommate Andrew, he's, he sent the video to me, and I'm like, wait, this came out this week, and you hit, you nailed it, Seth. It's like old school funk. Sounds like '70s kind of cool in the gang when they got a little funkier before the disco era. But it's got modern kind of editing and mixing techniques. And they grab Prince. Well, it's a little bit that. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, but Bruno Mars has been doing his Prince MJ thing. He got Album of the Year yeah, with man, that. Yes, that, that, yes, no, he has. No, cool. And oh, Mark man. Ronson did that. Wait, wait a minute, have you heard Versace on the floor? Oh, it's so really? good. Really? Do you Come know on. who you're talking to, man? Come on, man. You know. have you heard Versace on the floor? You know what Versace on the floor is? My shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you've had, you've, wait, you've no, actually Chuck's. Oh, I can see Seth getting down in this, can't you, Brandon? Oh, yeah. Like, I have Versace on the floor on the ready right here. I love that song so much. You slick. I wish I could just walk around with all these sound effects. Like, <laughs> just carry this studio with me. I just want hot tea. Hey, 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 use this to break the ice with women. Yeah, exactly. When I have an idea, I want to... It's warming up. It's warming up. Can you 
It's so good. It's so good. No, because people have told me, Joey, if you want to pick up women, just act like it's your radio show. I'm like, that's not a good idea. <laughs> because, I mean, there was one day where Seth was sitting right there, and I just start off the show by saying, Seth, have you ever had a hankering to split a beef femur right in half? Sprinkle some salt and pepper and garlic on it and roast it and eat the marrow. I don't think that would be a good opening line to a woman. No. You would no. think not, but you... But the right woman? Or the right way of putting it. Oh, should I have put it or, softer? Or, or, a lot of these country girls who do hunting, they be down. Who do hunting. Do that hunting? Oh, yeah. Do yeah. Me? You don't no. play redneck games? Nah. They're fun, dude. I do beer pong, though. It depends on the hunt. That's great. Well, that's college games. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the hunting. Deer hunting can usually just be, you know, where I'm sitting in the woods when it's cold. But that's <laughs> awesome. Cause it's no, it can be. And you're one. It is. And you're not there. I'm not knocking it. Yeah, I've done it before, and uh-huh. it, it is incredibly peaceful. Well, um, well, it's peaceful because it's 4 a.m., and it's dark. Right. And there's nothing there. And you creep around the woods quietly. You get to a stand. And you just sit there. And then after 15 minutes, you're basically gone. It's yeah. so cool, man. Yeah, this is nice. Now, I have not ever done, though I've heard it's a blast, I guess pun intended, uh, turkey hunting is a lot of fun, I've heard. It's, it's a pretty active. It's different, man. Turkeys have uh, really, really good vision. Mm. Uh, you, you know, George Washington didn't want the bald eagle. He wanted a turkey. Wow. Yeah, because to of the, be the or was it Washington or Ben Franklin who wanted I that? I don't know. One of them. One of those guys. Somebody wanted a turkey and not a bald eagle because and, the turkey can see like miles away. And by the way, when it comes to founding fathers, I mean, I'm I get down with TJ a little bit. Jefferson was all right. He was a man. He's the Sphinx. He's known as well, the American Sphinx. He's full well, of contradictions. But uh, of of course, yeah. very many contradictions. That's why I was going to say that's the only thing that got me about Jefferson mm-hmm. because you know he was. He was doing all this talking, you know, with the rest of the founding fathers, but yet and still, he's cheating on his wife. And oh, yeah. No, yeah. and he's the guy, when writing the Declaration, wanted to put in, like, things about against slavery. But then he owns slaves. He sleeps with the slave. He does also the Louisiana Purchase that he knows is going to expand slavery throughout the southern states. He's also against building up a navy, building up a war. Like, he's given John Adams, my least favorite founder, though impressive during the Revolution. Adams spent too much time in Europe. He got a little full of pomp and circumstance. Let's just say the only way that I know that little tidbit of information is because of Jay. Jay? Yeah. Oh, oh, Mr. Uh, Jay Scott in yeah. the morning. Oh, hell, Jay. He does yeah. the uh, random facts, random facts yeah. in the morning show. Best part of well, the Well, I was a, I, one of my favorite classes in high school was U.S. history, so that's why I know that. I can well, do math. Well, but I was going to say that, you know, Jefferson's sitting there criticizing Adams for biv- building all these frigates, like all these ships. Frigate? Yeah. That's what you called a ship, a clipper ship back then. And he's criticizing him publicly for doing this, spending the public purse on, you know, armaments. But you know in the back of his head, I'm going to use those things to go whoop the Barbary pirate's ass. And that's what he did. He's full of contradictions. Now, now here's my question as it relates to today's type of economy type things. Um, How do you guys feel like uh, as far as dating, like... First, okay, first date. Mm. Now, if you ask the girl out... It always goes to dating. And I also want to get this out before we ask about dating. Okay. I brought up TJ because he's not my favorite. Ben Franklin is my favorite. He was a player. 
Of course. He was... Really? Yeah. yeah. All, spanning continents at a time where you couldn't get on a plane, you couldn't get on a fast ship. It took months, and he had women all over the world. Is that where you get it from? No. He's here. Man, don't even be like I'm that. I'm an awkward hermit. And what that's, are you doing wearing your so, glasses in here? That's a trick, man, because I left my other ones downstairs. I'm putting mine on. Well, there. these are prescription, man. No, they are? Yeah, and they have my name on the side. Oh, nice. I'm, nice. Okay. I'm, apparently, I'm somebody. But on that note of Franklin, especially when Franklin was in France, French women loved him. Oh, of course. loved him. Well, well, because he was an intellectual. Yeah, know. most Americans were uptight Puritans like Adams, and no, Franklin was loose. He's <laughs> like, I've, I've experimented, like... Where were my people during all this? Oh. You're going to bring up the oppression of the Native Americans. Just saying, you guys forget it. I mean, you just forget about us. Like, we're not even there. Mm-hmm. Don't well, wait. and actually, the big headline is Facebook censors the Declaration of Independence. Somebody was putting out on Facebook just different lines from the Declaration on the 4th of July. And it got to one part where... Uh, the British essentially put the the Indian savages against us, and that's what got censored. But that's in the Declaration. That's terrible. That is like right next to uh, what they called marijuana. Though I look <laughs> back, for madness. Well, no, no doubt the. I mean, Native you Americans. Native Americans got destroyed by the Europeans. And, in this, and, and mentioning the Louisiana Purchase, yeah, that was a lot of their land. But I also do get a little annoyed with this idea that every single Native American tribe was this peace-loving, enlightened people. We were enlightened oh, and peace, me. but we every had to single some folks. Tri- I was about oh, to say, every single tribe? Give me a break. Uh, oh, no, of, of, I mean, of course. We, we I mean, were all the above, but we were some murderers. Don't yeah. mess with us. We'll kill you. It's cool. I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to kill your whole family. Exactly. Wait, wait, that's the Italian in me. <laughs> so anyway, back to dating. After Native American genocide, it's time to talk about dating. Go ahead, Brad. <laughs> oh, my favorite subjects. Uh, one of the questions I, I had a friend of mine posed to me on the Book of Faces. Mm-hmm. She was saying, should the guy have to pay if he asked you out? But I'm like, well, you wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. But here's the thing. I'm like, okay. well, mm-hmm. you're a 21st century woman, so you tell me. What are you? What? Chivalry is dead in your mind, fool, because you're supposed to do that, because you know what? If I invite somebody to something, yeah, I'm probably going to pay. Now, if it comes up, where do you work? Radio. It's like, oh, let me at least get half. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know know how that works, you know what I'm saying? Because once I say where I work, everybody assumes that I make a lot of money for some stupid reason. He works on cars. He knows Same here. And, And you make a lot of money, and... My AC, my car doesn't work. And what is it with... No, I think you should pay to answer your question if you invite somebody. Okay. I think you. Uh, I think the guy should pay anyway. But I, no, I think it they actually goes the other way. Like, if a girl invites me to a concert, you're paying for the tickets. Yeah, right. No. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. If, this, I don't, if I'm not that interested she, in the mama? concert... Yeah, what, wait exactly. No, no it's, it's not that. But it goes back to what I said before. The double standard sucks for women. Until it works. Mm-hmm. And there's your example. Right Preach. There. I'm old school, man. I, I'm always going to be this way, you know. It, but you were conditioned to think that way because... No. Because the it works. Stand, no, because the double standard. No, it was uh, trial and error, man. All no. by myself. Mm-mm. Now, how far will you push it, though? I will you break your own bank? Yeah. Oh, yeah, plenty. Done it before. You'll take that picky bank down yep. off the Last shelf. Last dollar. Bam. Just throw it against and the wall. And then not say a word about it. Not complain? Nothing. And in the back of my yeah, head, yeah, be yeah. like, man, I'm going to be hungry tomorrow. Well, wait, wait a minute, but do you know what usually happens to guys like that, Seth? 
The, oh, wi- no. the women, you know what? here it comes. Wait a minute. The women say stupid things like, "I think it's problems in the relationship. I think I want to leave." And you know what guys like you say? I think we should go in the woods and go fishing. You want to know how wrong you are? <laughs> I'm the one that leaves. Ooh. You know why? Why? Because it can, <laughs> and I'm not happy. Mm. You know why? Mm. Because I never settle for less. Because I have this insanely high bar. You're in this rare mood today. I know. I, I think it's the glasses. I, yeah, it's he's like in this a cool factor so right now. Yeah, like he's in a like a dominant mood. Like he's just dominating the conversation. I like this, Mister Spotlow. I, I like this you. version of you. You did warn me. I told you I was pumped, man. We're ready to go now. But I have to uh, bring something up Shoot. because last Friday we were taking questions, and I, you know, had my phone away because I'm trying to pay attention to what's going on in here. And your good friend, fiance. Dad now. Dad. They're mom and dad now. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, they they totally mom and dad. They're just mom and dad? Well, my, she scares me and so does he. Anyway, formerly boyfriend, fiance, now they're, I guess, mom and dad, even though to they me. don't have their own kids yet. Well, he... He's got a kid, I know, but let's wait till after the wedding, at least. Uh, anyway, fiance, dad, uh, asked a question... And it was directed at you, Brandon. Because <laughs> you have been on this show. We are calling people out tonight, folks. You have been on this show, I don't know how many times, five, six, seven, however many times. It's been a few months now. You've been coming on regularly. And all the time, you are just down on marriage. It's like it's this terrible business deal. It's like who would sign that contract? I get it. I get it. I understand your perspective. I'm personally not knocking it. But... Fiance had this question. Who broke your heart to make you think that way? Or whose heart did you watch get broken that made you think this way about the sacred institution known as marriage? Grandma. Nope. Uh, 90% of famous people from the 70s, 80s, 90s, Bob Barker. I mean, the list goes on. Nope. Well, you're saying you did research. No, I didn't do research. I watched it happen. Through the years, man, you know, just, oh, such and such divorce today. And you see Bob Barker on the cover of the Inquirer doing like this, wondering where $140 million of his money went. <laughs> I, see your, I see his point, though. I so mean, this is just a decision. Like, you, there's no heartbreak there. Uh-uh. I don't believe it. It's, it has nothing to do with love. It has everything to do with the money. I don't believe it. Well, it's not all about the money, anything like that. But like I said, who would sign a bad business deal like that? Somebody, somebody in, that has faith. Somebody in love. Exactly. <laughs> love is blind. Where you have a 90% chance of leaving with absolutely nothing that you came into the relationship with. Do you like being alone? Oh, I do. It's, not, it's uh, nothing like that. It's just... I just ask you, do you like being alone? Sometimes, yeah. But the other part of the time when you don't? Yeah. And if you have somebody else there, then that, that it's not like that. That's true. But then, like, then you leave and you're all by yourself. And then you're like, ah. See, but I, I do like being alone. Me but, too. But, but see, at the same time, I also I also don't have anybody checking up on me where I'm at it mm. every two seconds. That's a good point. I don't have anybody nagging me. I don't have anybody blowing up my phone. I don't have anybody eating up my stuff and then going back to their house. That's because you ain't edgy. <laughs> like me. People got to check on me and make sure I ain't dead. You are everybody's friend, Seth. Of I, course. Oh, it's, it's amazing. A- like you're meeting people and you immediately just chat them up. I, I told you, he's Tommy Chung. Force friend, man. That's what it is. Mm. If I don't like you, something's really wrong with you. Wow. Yeah. 
Oh. But uh, you are you are a good judge of character, though. I, I will am, say man. that. I, I'll insta hate somebody quick. See, but you uh, you've understood how I how I roll. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes Weird. he messaged me. I don't even respond. It, most of the time, it's because I don't see it till like an hour or two later. On the weekend, something mm-hmm. like yeah. Sunday, you won't answer. Right. If you most of the time, I'm doing things. I'm do, I'm by myself, alone, enjoying myself. We're in the same book, just a different chapter. Of course, of Fair course. Enough. But, but but like I was saying, you know, it's nothing as far as being alone and nothing like that. It's just it's just knowing where you stand sometimes, you know. And it's not relationships, it's just marriage. No, relationships. Or is it relationships, relationships in general? <laughs> okay. Knowing where you stand, why don't you just let it happen, man? But that's a word of that's not a like a hard fast legal contract. It's not like she's going to get half. It's just uh, from the moment you say I do. Yes. Say I do. That's marriage. I'm talking about just a relationship. Uh, once you've been, she in still re- gets everything. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Once you've been in a relationship more than I think three years, it's mm. called common law marriage. So she don't still- you have to cohabitate though? Yeah, you have to live in the same place. You got to be old school like me, and you just leave everything. That's what dudes do. You start over. You ain't gonna take yeah, just start from the over. Yeah, just take. Well, you're a man willing to smash the piggy bank. Man, I have left women. I've left a couple sets of women. And, uh, a couple sets? Yeah, because they had kids. Oh. I did, I mean, because they didn't treat you You're being blunt here man, tonight. Well, I, I like I said, in a rare mood. I, I, I told you, it's the glasses, man. The glasses give them power. No, I'm, I'm glad you clarified, though. It's like women with their, their kids. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I didn't was like, are you Were you in like a polyamorous situation? No, I mean, she like, had kids. And did you have a harem one well, year? I, a what? A harem. What is that? Like a brothel. Multiple women. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm not like that. I, I can I'm, I'm one track mind, man. Okay. If I don't want you, and I want somebody else, then why the world am I with you? Mm. Oh, so you're not polyamorous or anything I, like I, that? Uh-uh, I'm stingy. Mm. You mine. Okay. Mm. I, I'm starting to understand Mr. Spotlow here. Yeah. It it's gets, impressive. It gets it's, weird, man. It's actually a little intimidating. It, look, I told you it's the classes, man. They mm-hmm. give them powers. See, it's because I let things happen. No, it's let just, me put your dad hat on, though. Not fiancé. I mean... You as dad. Uh-huh. If, say your daughter gets a little older, I mean a lot older, we're talking a decade and a half later, she starts to date. Some young man comes to your door, and you you said you've got this good sense of character, right? Mm-hmm. You smell it. Like he's just like I was. You getting the shotgun, or are you sitting them down to talk to him? You telling your daughter, watch out, or are you cool with it? Would you be all right with your daughter dating a guy like you? That's my question. Uh, that's why I love me, because ain't nobody like this. Nobody like this. And plus, all I have to do is open the door and not say anything. Mm-hmm. Just no, no facial expression, nothing. And that usually... Um, what if he's really white and European? I'm going to treat everybody the same. I don't care. Okay. I don't discriminate. I hate everybody. <laughs> oh, I'm Equal opportunity, hey. Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm cool. I like that too. I, you know, I I give people a pass. Sometimes you'll hear somebody, you're like a writer, you read and go, "Whoa!" He said, "What about so and so?" Then you keep reading, and go, "Oh, and he said about this person too." Yeah. And he said about this person. Okay, he just hates everybody. Yeah, it's like, man, I, it's not a thing that I don't trust you. I don't trust anybody, no, including that's, myself. That's it's like in this day and age, and I agree with the standard. It is like the worst thing in the world to be called out as racist. Like the Roseanne thing. 
Like, okay. And Roseanne, to this day, insists, I didn't know that Valerie Jarrett was black. I thought she was Jewish like me. Wait a minute, but but the bad part is, with the Roseanne situation, she's about to get paid. Oh, of course. The show that bears her name, plus she's... But do you think she should really not get paid because of one tweet? No, I didn't say that. But she's I'm, 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 I'm just saying they kicked her off ABC and everybody was feeling sorry for her. I'm like, not only does they're going to do a spinoff of the show that still bears her name, that's still going to get her paid, she's also going to be doing other projects on the side with other organizations that's going to pay her too. I'm like, yeah. Roseanne makes out like a bandit in this. No, she's not. What? She got kicked out of the show that had her name on it. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but oh, she was. Okay, okay, she was what? running herself ragged doing that show. Oh, wait. 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 Yeah. Minute, wait. A minute. Here, here's here's an example, Seth. Hmm. I'm gonna start a business with your name, but you never have to come into work, never have to do anything. You don't even have to enter the building. It's like you boss get, man. It's wait, like wait, Donald Trump. Wait, wait a minute. But you get half of the money every Calm Friday. Down. Calm down. It's called you licensing. Get, that's boss man. It's that's what called, boss man does. I'm gonna put a straw hat and some flip flops on, boy. See, See, but that's that's an hour that, a day. That's yeah, but, that, but that's licensing. That's life, branded. man. That's a great deal. I don't have to show up and I get half. Exactly. Heck yeah. That's a great deal. I like that. No, but my point was, it's weird to me how like somebody who hates a particular group of people or is perceived that way is seen as worse in our society than somebody who hates everybody. And I think it goes to motivations and like the unique history. I get it. But it's like, well, that person who hates everybody, they might often be like hailed as a great writer and critic. <laughs> but if you hate a particular group of people, you're a lot worse. I guess well, it goes to motivation. Well, no. It, Isn't it stupid? No, no. It goes to <laughs> no, the way society... It goes to the way society looks at it because I can say, oh, I hate all of these type of people, and it's viewed one way, but if I hate everybody equally, it's like, oh, okay, he's just a nut job who just hates everybody. That's the difference, mm. is that there is no type of people. There is just people. Mm. And people equally suck. Yeah? You know, we all have the ability to suck. I think some people are better than others. Yeah, some people are better at sucking than others. Yeah. Well, but, but society as a whole is judgmental. Oh yeah, and, and, the and, they, and, they, itself, yeah. and they like to think think of themselves as oh no, I'm just inclusive of everybody until that situation well, comes. But up. and in all seriousness, when you think of society and you're and just you alone thinking, and you're thinking of society and you're thinking of culture, like it, it really is this like monster that's out there. It can be very judgmental, very tyrannical. When you put yourself out there, you're bound to have people that can't stand you. Um, but I think there are people on occasion that really are like, they don't suck as much by a great degree as everybody else. They really do have their stuff together. And those are the type of people that really impress me. It's like, because as I'm getting older, I'm now going to be 30 on December 1st. Uh, it's going to change, congrats. man. Hitting the dirty 30. Just wait. Mm-hmm. Give it a month after you turn 30. Oh, it's already happened. Oh, man, it'll get worse. It's or better. Happened. The slowingness and it'll, like, everything will kind of level out. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's a good feeling, man. Mm-hmm. It's like the game's slowing down. Yeah, well, man, it, it's, it's, yeah. it's slowing down for you, but you're still you, so you can kind of deal with it better. But my point is, is I get to that birthday, hitting the 30 mark, I'm looking around for all the adults I thought existed as a child. And there, uh, no doubt, there are a lot of people who suck. There are also a lot of people trying hard. I mean, they mean well. But I'm looking around for all these enlightened, virtuous people. I'm like, where the hell are they? 
They display it in certain aspects of their life. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, I think the number one thing I'm learning as I get older is how ignorant, despite people's intelligence, even the most brilliant scientist or professor or whatever, the ignorance of even the smartest people astounds me. But you know what? I'm going to put it to you like this. And it goes as simply like in our family life. The older you get, the more human you discover that the people that you looked up to are. Mm. They're not these heroes that you put or necessarily on. these tyrants or evildoers. Like exactly. I like what you said a minute ago, Joey, about the um, the people that you you think. I mean, the the, the few that kind of have their stuff together. Mm-hmm. You know, they're few and far between. But like in almost every way, I, you meet them occasionally, but like it's one rare. In 50. Right. You might see that person on the outside. It's like, oh, they've got the house, they've got the car, they've got the beautiful family, they've got a great job they enjoy doing. But then you really sit down and talk to him and go, and he's got Why bodies under his house. Well, that, well that's <laughs> that's terrible. Well, no, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, that is, yeah, that's that might, that, that, yeah. I mean, that's a great cover. Yeah. And I mean, that's how Eric and I became good friends because we both have this idea of life that is um, that is the same, you know? Yeah. Do the right thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, some people, you hit all the, you check all the boxes off, and you're like, I'm still not happy. And I don't, and I'm starting as I get older to think the point isn't to be happy at all. Like, the pursuit of happiness, yeah, that's fanciful, great language, Thomas Jefferson, and I generally get it. But I don't think the point is to, like, be happy all the time. I think the point is to go, hmm, how do I want to struggle? Like, what's the struggle I want to take on? Like, if I'm going to suffer in this life, that's how life usually is, what sort of suffering do I want to take on and try to make meaningful? Well, I, That's I, more my perspective these days. I like well, that, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's cool. No pain, cool. no gain, baby. That, that, that's cool in theory, but for the most part, only, only a small percentage of us go through life and don't have to struggle. You know, for the rest of us, it's how can I be content? Rather than happen. I think everybody struggles. Yeah, I, I think I, even the, the most surprising thing is people who even haven't made, who, have I don't think it's fair to compare somebody, say, in abject poverty in, say, India to somebody living on Fifth Avenue in, in New York City. But even that person living on Fifth Avenue, it, that's a bad week. they can have a bad week. They probably have their own struggle. It's not a you know, shelter, clothes, food situation. It's more, it's like, why is somebody like Anthony Bourdain, who's got it made, who's traveled the world, has all these friends, why does he commit suicide? Yep. And I mean, like, every whenever I feel good, I'm like, yeah, I feel great. And it's like, I better enjoy this because that bad feeling could be right around the corner. And that bad feeling is when you just want to cry for nothing. You know? Well, I'll just tell you this. Don't smash that piggy bank out of desperation. <laughs> oh, it's cool, man. Whenever I feel like I'm going to cry, I talk to daddy. Oh, you mean fiance? Yeah, I talked to Eric. That's weird you calling him daddy. I know, it's so weird, (laughs) And the rumors were wrong. Shaka Khan is alive and well. She's not dead. In fact, she's like sugar.
Joey Clark. Oh, welcome back. Sounds like noon at the OK Corral. I like this version already. It's a classic song. Everybody's covered it. Five Finger Death Punch, House of the Rising Sun. There is a house in Sin City. They call the rising sun. And it's been the moon of many a poor boy. And God, I know I'm one. My mother was a tailor. Man, that's heavy. But which is more of a Sin City, Vegas or uh, or Orleans? Vegas. 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 Vegas by far. Have y'all been to Vegas? Yeah, Vegas. I've never been to Vegas. I went with. Uh, never what? Been to Vegas. I told you. I don't have many times I've say this. I am a hermit. I am George Bailey without the good deeds or Mary. Well, then it's your perfect place because well, all well, the buildings well, you, don't have you, any windows. What? Wait a minute. Box. You you said you George Bailey without the the good deeds or the suicides. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah. No, talk about a depressing movie. There's no Clarence. Oh, wow. And, and, and you know what? That That's crazy because everybody forgets that he tried to commit suicide. I know. It's pretty messed up, actually. And it's a pretty moving scene. Oh, yeah. It's a very moving scene. It's like, man, I can see why this guy's at his wits. And it, that's a good point. Like, the struggle. It's like, okay, take away even the business thing. Like, this guy does good. He does good. He does good. And he never seems to get reward for it. Or his problem is he always thinks he's sacrificing. What he really needs to realize and what he does realize with the little trick from God and the angels is like, no, I've stayed here because I actually love it. And it isn't like a woe is me, watch me sacrifice. It's like, oh, this is a struggle that I love and a community that I love. And that's the beauty of that movie. That's why you got to be careful what you hate because you always become it. Oh, Deep thoughts. Yeah, man. Deep thoughts. I don't, I don't think that's true. You know, you bec- hate some stuff. You don't think it's true happens. that you become what you hate? <laughs> Sometimes age shows that you, a lot of times down the line that you become maybe a different person, but becoming what you hate, a lot of times it just exposes you because, you know. too much into it. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, it just exposes you because people be like, oh, well, I hate people that are like this. Well, you've been like that the whole time, but you don't discover it until you get older and you start to see from the other side. With me, it was, I I hated this guy so much, man. And then, like, the next thing I knew, I was just like him. Mm -hmm. It was was years later, and I was like, wow, really? I was like, better watch out for that. See, I don't know if you necessarily become exactly what you hate. For me, it would be more the line of when you're fighting monsters or you're putting your mind towards them, be careful not to become a monster yourself. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense Or maybe become a monster and then you can beat them. (laughs) Yeah, well, and and also you can't deny that dark side of you, that kind of capacity to do something that... I think a lot of people, myself, and I'm really looking in the mirror here, uh, is like, no, I'm just a good guy. I don't, I don't steal. I don't talk bad about people. I don't. Well, that's like bull 
crap. But, but, but see, that's why I say when you meet people for the first time, you never meet them. You meet their representative. Mm. You meet what I think I want. you want me to be. Not with me. Oh, you, you don't put up a front? Nope. You, you don't have a public face? When you meet me, you get me. Mm-hmm. You know what I do? I don't cuss. You do not cuss? Well, that, this place has taught me how to do that. Right. I was about to say, man. <laughs> I was about to say, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Come, on, man. Be- come on. Before it was uh, called, that's the way you talk in front of the officers of the law. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now that's just how Well, it now it is officers of the law via the freaking FCC. Mm-hmm. Well, well, at least you don't have to worry about them putting a nice stick in your rib, so. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. It's always that, a good day. They could fine us out of existence, though. That is true. Yeah, that's it's true. a different type of nightstick. <laughs> I don't know. Would you rather be like, oh, by the way, I saw this great movie. Um, okay. Molly's Game. Really good movie. I love Aaron Sorkin. He wrote and directed that movie. And it actually, like last night I talked with Sean Malone about how the trope in Hollywood that's been overdone now for three decades is, it's not personal, it's just business. It finally became, I saw a movie where part of the government were the actual bad guys. It's like, I don't, I don't remember have, too have, many movies. That actually have you ever have. seen, uh, Will Smith early in his career had a movie called Enemy of the State. Well, that is a fan, that was a prophetic movie. Man, I mean, where the government just literally turned on him and tried to hunt him down. I mean, that's a you ever good seen one. Natural Born Killers? Oh. oh. Okay. Brother, brother. You know what I, I Woody love? Woody Harrelson. Genius. Love movies that make you root for the bad guy. Genius. Oh, you like the anti-hero. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, who doesn't? The Punisher? Why do you think the Punisher so has what become about, so... Like, the, 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 the Crow was my... That was oh. when I was a kid. The Crow was Crow great. The soundtrack. Great. Oh. Spawn. Oh. But I, this just came to me. Like, I remember watching The Devil's Rejects for the first time. Oh. And I loved the movie. And then it came around, it was about a uh, year or two ago, and it was Halloween. I'm like, I'm going to watch The Devil's Rejects. And I'm watching it with my friend, current roommate Andrew. We're kind of into it. And my brother comes in. He's been dating his girlfriend at that point for just a few months. And it's like one scene. It's like the scene in the motel room or they're just like making these hostages do all sorts of th- humiliating things and he, then he beats the guy out in the field almost to death and it's and I became very self-aware because I I think knowing her now I wouldn't be my brother's girlfriend but it's like here's this girl that I don't really know that well yet and I'm watching somebody be beaten to a pulp in a movie no doubt but I have you ever had a movie where you're like, oh yeah, I love it, and then a certain person comes around you, you get real self conscious. Yes, yes. I, I, I watch how they act. Yeah, you know, like see how they act, and it's like, oh, that's how you gonna take that wussy. See, but that movie in particular is intense. Oh yeah, I, I don't have two, well, well the act, first actually Texas the um, Chainsaw Massacre. No, the Halloween that uh, Rob Zombie directed. That was intense. They were pretty good, man. But the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre was good. Whenever um, in the beginning, when they're taking the picture with that camera, and it goes, mm-hmm. and then they pick up that hitchhiker, and he takes that blade and he cuts his hand. Mm. Oh man! That, wait a minute! Wait a minute! I've got you both beat. The last house on the left, the remake with uh, oh. Sarah Paxton. I love the end. It's so good. Yeah, but that scene. Head in the microwave. 
<laughs> I love it. See, only I you, don't only get, you would love I that. I think you're a little bit psychopathic. You're perfect for radio. Oh, of course. Like you, you And by that, I mean, you're not going to go out and hurt anybody or kill anybody. I'm not accusing you no. of that. But uh, you seem to get, like, enjoyment out of watching that. See, when I, I watch... Do. I love it. For some reason, when I watch, say, like the Devil's Rejects, I, I don't enjoy it. I find it interesting, but I don't get that reaction you just had, where you literally were like a little girl on Christmas. Like, happy day! Head in a microwave! Okay. What the... Because you didn't see it coming. I've, wa- I've been watching okay. movies since I was a little kid. If you can Fair surprise enough. me, then I'm like, yes! Awesome! It's like the... Um, the altern- altern- alternative model. Yeah. See, you know... If and and by the way, Caller, what do you have to say about this to Seth? I think that the, the most embarrassing part of being around somebody while you're watching a movie is walking in on your parents watching Orange is the New Black. <laughs> oh, with the HLA. Yeah. With the hot lesbian action. Really? Yes. Oh, you've never seen Orange is the New Black? No. And by the way, folks, this is fiancé or... Hey, Dad. <laughs> hey. Yeah, that... It is... Okay. Though I'm not weirded out with my dad watching anything like this. Like, violent sex. Watching with my dad, I'm like... Hey, but but, what's up, but dad? you know what? That was my mom and my auntie's favorite show, and it creeped me out. Because I like the show, Orange too. is the New Black? Yeah, um, but it kind of creeped me out because it's kind of something new, hip. So you're not expecting your auntie and your mom to be up on it. And they, next thing you know, my mom just comes in the room like, oh, did you see the latest episode? And I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God, I got to stop watching this. Now, wait, fiance, set this scene because it sounds like something that actually happened. Oh, it did. I Well, when I got divorced, I moved back home to Millbrook and I moved in with my parents for a while. And, you know, I I love movies and all that stuff so i get a subscription to netflix and then i share the password with them and so they start watching stuff and i start watching it and then i tell them about it and they get hooked into it and it's it's not so it's just it's awkward for me i i I grew up with them making jokes about sex and stuff like that i mean for the first 15 years of my life i had a lesbian aunt that nobody ever talked about and it it, it was just it was just awkward because it was I, I, like i get home from work and i go in the door and they're watching it and it's one of those things it's like when i get home when i was living with them they would stop and greet me and we talk about the day for a minute and it's just you they pause the show and it's one of those like movie scenes they pause the show with uh you know the thing there and it's you know it's <laughs> wow you know what i mean oh yeah. i do we, no. we do we do and then and then they look at me and then we start talking about my day and i'm like side-eyeing the tv side eyeing too much then you gotta sit down no, and i have to on this, on this note you made me think of a memory I did go to one guy's bachelor party, and instead of getting a stripper, he just wanted to drink beer and watch porn. And it was the weirdest. It was weird. It's awkward, man. Don't watch porn with dudes. I know. It was odd, man. Especially with a group of dudes in the room. 
Yeah, and not I'm like, cool. This is what you want to do? All right, I'll drink my beer. Normally, when I watch it, it only lasts five minutes. The reason I thought of that, fiance, is because it's that same weird. Like I'm here, but I'm yeah. feel very awkward right now. <laughs> yep. Like, oh god. Well, I'm sorry you had to see that with your parents in the room, it's, man. It's well, well, you know what? Uh, because Donna right. from that '70s show is on there. Oh yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. 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 Lower Papa. I used to go. I'm, I'm fixing to fixing to get my my Captain D's for dinner. But mm. uh, okay, one one day in the future, I would really like to have this conversation about marriage with Brandon. Okay, I like this. It's a challenge, wrong, dude. Hey, I'm I'm ready. Okay. Oh. We're going to make this happen. We'll make it happen hey, one night. let me know. I'll moderate. We'll have a long discussion about it. All right, Dad, take your own advice. In your new bedroom, put a lock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> for various right. reasons. Thanks, All right, thanks for the call. I'll later, see you guys later. later. See you in a bit. Oh, luckily, that never happened to me. All right, I got a question for you, dude. Mm-hmm. So, um... When you're, I was a little kid. You got dreams, right? I wanted zombies, and I wanted to be on the radio, mm-hmm. and then like this, this perfect little girl thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, yeah. And like yeah, this zombies, perfect little girl thing. Yeah. You're being you, nice about it because we're on air, but and I know, and thank you for that. Yeah. But uh, you put it differently off air. But okay, what's your yeah, question? Uh, um, alternative model. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you like chicks with tattoos? Yeah, I, I like dark little. I mean, the, yeah. So they play uh, into your your monstrous side. Well, that's just what I like. I got. Exactly. No, no, know. I'm not knocking it. And I, I got one. That's I'm just fleshing it out for people to understand. She's gonna come visit me from, or she's gonna, she's coming down here from. Oh, a girl is from Detroit to Birmingham. Wow! And then she's gonna make the extra little trip for a couple of days to come hang out with me. Here in the guns? Yeah, she was only going to Birmingham for Sunday and Monday, but she's gonna come down for, uh, uh, I think Friday and Saturday. I think she might come on the show next week. So that'd really? be super cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'd be happy. But like, those are my three little dreams: yeah. zombie, girl, radio. What, what's with the zombies again, real quick? Well, I, I mean, it's, I was a kid. I always wanted zombies. Yeah. You know, because I, th- I believe if zombies were to happen, I'm good. Okay. Well, I, I'm well, well this is my thing. The but, Walking Dead wasn't enough for you? No. Or Fear of the Walking Dead? No. Wow. If zombies come, you better find me, home. It'll be good. <laughs> but okay, let's get past this now. So zombies aren't going to happen. No. I'm, the radio thing? Doing it right now. Yeah, Love you're, you're talking uh-huh. on the radio right now. And now, th- this... You might meet um, an alternative model. Yeah. This amazing girl is going to come hang out. Yeah? Like, the dreams are gone now. They've been Ooh. around for 35 what? years. But you're, see, you're, you're just about to get to the questioning me, but I'm always coming up with more questions. What happens next after your dreams come true? You just keep following them? I feel like I'm either going to die or... Oh, no, that's not a good answer. I know. That's where <laughs> I go. That's why you got to think about it. You got to keep wait, aiming wait, higher. Wait, wait a minute, but it's Mr. Spotlow that's always getting on me saying, I, you know, because I have watched romantic movies and stuff right. like that, but he's always getting on me. He just sounded like a 90s romantic comedy yeah, he's right just, there. Well, he's, it's like a 90s romantic. It's like she's all of that, but like a Nightmare Before Christmas version. Yeah, it's like you. Tim Burton. Directed. Exactly. I just want a scary version of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, want- he, 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 ta- he take the girl next door and be like, just get some tattoos. No, and make your hair black. You know, he'd make her over into this goth chick. <laughs> no, I'm not making her over. If she's not like that already, no, I Yeah, want you don't want to change anybody. I ain't changing nobody. Right. You be yourself, I'll be me. Don't be like me, because I don't like me that much. Mm-hmm. Oh, so what's your question? Well, that, my dreams are gone. Like, what happens after your dreams I'm are like, gone? I'm, I'm, I'm continuing... 
pushing through on the radio, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then um, they'll... Uh, uh, Sid's gonna come and visit, and I'm. Mm-hmm. I got a feeling that's gonna turn out well. Okay. Well, well, this is the thing. Mr. You know what you. You know what you I'm do. I'm just saying. You you keep adding to the bucket list. Your bucket yes. list never stops until you do. Yeah. Well, I. The, the, it's. It, this is it. You know. I. I mean. This. I'm just gonna. I don't. I think you're aiming too low. Well, because there are some dreams that never end. Like. I mean, you already know this. I'm not accusing you of anything, but being a good dad. Oh yeah, that's always that's, that's the dream that overrides the other one. Well, you are slick because that is, that's the same thing I thought of earlier. I was like, Rose is always she's always going to be my. You know what I'm saying? I'm always got that. Right. Well, well, it it's it goes back to the old saying. You know, you shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you land amongst the stars. Exactly. Yeah. Green haired stars. With that well, view. no, and then it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes of all time from that dandy, that old Queen Oscar Wilde. It says, All of us are in the gutter. Some of us are looking at the stars. Sweet. Goes back to our struggling conversation. And so, yeah, aim high. I like that you want to be on the radio. You're here. We're, we're working that out. But being on the radio is also an ongoing thing. It's not like, oh, you're on and it's over. There's all kinds of stuff here. And, well, and you might rooms. find some days it's like, oh, God, I don't want to do this today. There will be. It's like any other job, man. Oh, I know. Whenever I'm driving up here, sometimes I'm like, man. But when I get down there, dude, by myself talking on that mic, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be yelling and pointing at nothing. That's well, what's up, man. I get so excited. I mean, it's like big that. on this Joseph Campbell kick, and what he said is follow your bliss. And when a student said, oh, you're teaching hedonism, he said, well, maybe I should have said follow your blisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You so know why? Did... Because after you get the blisters, it toughens up and you don't get them anymore. So it might change from being a radio thing, or it might change from meeting the alternative It'll chick. It'll evolve. It'll evolve, but if you keep following that feeling, that meaning, I think you're probably going to be on the right track. That's at least what I tell myself. Cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> hey, man, you're awesome. That's what oh, I love I coming in I here. I can't wait to see how this goes next week, to hear how this went. Don't doubt me. <laughs> oh, wow. We're going to get also, Brandon, you, and I'm just throw his name out, Eric, on the air. We're going to solve this issue you have with marriage. We're, uh, we're going to have a debate about marriage. That's the proposition fine. isn't worth it. Got no. That's his feeling. He's in the negative. Eric will be in the affirmative. Seth Brandon, thank you for joining me tonight. Yes, Anytime, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, and I'll see y'all on Monday. They call the rising sun. Joey Clark. And it's been...